0: Hello, I'm Erica LeCast, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today, we're going to continue on our series, Trusting Adonai. Stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome, welcome, everyone. It is May 17th, 2021, and I hope you had a great Shavuot. We celebrated at our congregation on Saturday, even though it didn't actually start until um, Sunday. Um, And had a really great time. We really enjoyed ourselves and just loved each other. It's a great time to celebrate. My last episode, if you didn't listen to it, was about Shavuot. Trying to throw everything about Shavuot into one episode was extremely difficult. Um, I think next year I might uh, spread it out to maybe three or four episodes because um, there's a lot to it, and it's a really, really important feast, just as each one is. But Especially because each one represents Yeshua in one way or another. And today we are going to go ahead and talk about trusting in Adonai. And we're going to talk about something that most people do not ever want to talk about. In fact, it's considered taboo in a lot of circles. We're going to talk about finances, which is a dangerous topic. I know. I'm sure there's probably some who are like, oh man, talk about finances. I'm going to turn that sucker off. Well, here's the deal. Uh, There are a lot of things that are what we would call gray areas in the Bible because um, or gray areas in in our lives, but uh, we aren't able to find those particular examples in the Bible. So we're not necessarily sure exactly how God would have us approach those different things. Finances is not one of those. Um, God's very clear about how he wants us to handle finances. And I know in America, we do not typically do things the way that God tells us to in the Bible. And yet, for some reason, um, it's overlooked. And I think overlooking it, you are cutting yourself out of a really important blessing that Adonai has for each and every one of us. And growing up, you know, my previous podcast, I did talk about growing up a bit. Um, I did grow up in a Christian home and tithing was always a big Portion um, of something that I I saw my parents always um, be very diligent to do, and they were always consistent doing with their tithing, which was good because they also were the deacons of our church and they were the ones in charge of the finances. So I actually got to see um, kind of behind the scenes how finances were done in a church, which was really very interesting. And, um, you know, they managed the money of the church very well. And I think that um, it was a really good example for me to follow and to see what uh, church does and does not do with their money, but also what the people of God should do and what a lot of the people of God do not do um, when it comes to tithing. For me, it was funny. I actually just went to a pool party. My daughter, um, this lovely couple who started coming to our congregation about the time of Purim, and we haven't seen them in uh, about a month and a half because she just had a baby. So she's staying home, keeping safe, and, um, you know, looking out for the welfare of her child. This is actually her fifth child, and um, we were having a really great conversation. My husband and I were having a great conversation with uh, her husband, and he was absolutely right, and I kind of want to reiterate what he said. was talking about how the Jewish people they still all disconnect, I promise. The Jewish people observe the Torah and follow the commands of Adonai to the best of their ability. But they're missing Yeshua, who is all about, um, literally what the Torah is all about. And Christianity, Christians universal, you know, universally, um, we have Yeshua, but we have a really hard time following in Yeshua's footsteps. So we have the Messiah, but there are some areas in our lives that we have a really, really hard time trusting um, Adonai that he actually knows what he's talking about and that he wants us um, to follow in his footsteps because he knows what's best for us. Just as we have children, right? We as parents know, if you are a parent, you know, there are times when you have to discipline your children. But there are also times where it's like, look, we want you to do this because it's what's best for you. It may not seem that way in the short term, but in the long term, it is. And I have found in my own life, in my own experience, that finances is definitely one of the largest struggles for not only believers, but even non believers. Um, It's definitely one of the number one reasons people get divorced because of finances. And I think that if you are doing it uh, the way that the Bible tells you to, that will become a whole lot less of an issue for you um, in your life and in your marriage if you are married. Um, And it's something to take away if you're not married um, for future reference. You want to think about the different things like finances. It's a huge deal. Um, For my husband and I, when we first got married, we were both young and stupid, as we always say. Um, I was 19. I believe he was 21. And I did have my parents as a good example of how to do finances um, in some areas. In other areas, not necessarily uh, 100%. When it came to tithe, absolutely. My, my parents were always big tithers. Um, and my husband did not have a very good example, simply because he grew up in a single mom home. And she did the best that she could for her family with what she had. And unfortunately, especially for us in America... We rely heavily on credit and on debt. Um, Credit cards are a huge thing. And unfortunately, um, they're not biblical. Um, They're not something that God tells us to do. We are big uh, believers in the Dave Ramsey uh, model of how you do finances because it's not the Dave Ramsey model, it's the Bible model that he has um, basically. Dumbed down for all of us who just need uh, a bit more understanding and to understand that there's typically somebody in your relationship that's a nerd and someone who's a um, free spirit. And the free spirit tends to be the one who spends all the money, and the nerd is the one who does all the numbers and is never want to spend the money. Uh, For our relationship, it's actually whenever I'm a nerd, he's the free spirit and vice versa. It's not just one or the other. So I think that we kind of tend to balance each other out. But for for the first few years of our marriage, we did not know better. And so I would use, because I was dealing with the finances, my husband was deployed all the time. So it made more sense for me to do the finances, the day-to-day ones, especially because it's not like he could stop, you know, Checking out when he's in Afghanistan in a desert, being able to go write checks to the different companies we need to pay for, like electricity and water. So I took care of the finances. I still do. Um, when my husband retires, I'm I'm thinking we're probably going to have you know him take a larger role and me step back, which would be great. Um, but we would make the mistake of getting different types of credit cards and using it, and we would pay them off, but then use them again and pay them off and then use them again. Um, to the point where, you know, like we've got $30,000 in debt that we're still trying to pay off. Now we're down to almost 20,000, praise God, because a few years ago when we were in Hawaii, um, stationed there, we went to a Dave Ramsey course and he made it so simple that even I can understand it. And I cannot, I, I do not math and I are not jiving ever. Um, I'm not a fan. So it was really, uh, an eye opener for me to even see what the Bible said about it. Cause I always knew that tithing was super important, but it also talks about debt. Like, God doesn't want us to be in debt. Debt is not a good thing. Um, But I think what it comes down to, I have found for believers, and this is who I'm speaking to, even for myself, I, you know, when I was not walking with the Lord, obviously I didn't tithe. I wasn't going to church, so I wasn't going to be tithing. So I kept my money. But I can tell you right now, I had a lot more insecurity um, and things I could not afford when I wasn't tithing versus when I tithe. Um, God has blessed us exponentially with um, us staying steadfast in in, uh, tithing. So people don't like tithing. Um, For Christianity, I can almost have an understanding of it because, please don't hate me on this, but I have found with a lot of Christians that they tend to pick and choose what they like in the Bible and that's what they follow. And if it's in the Old Testament and they don't like it, then they definitely could say, oh, well, that was just the Old Testament. We don't really need to do that. Um, Unfortunately, the Bible is a whole thing. It's a whole book. And we need to see it as such. Um, You cannot have the Old Testament without the New Testament. And you cannot have the New Testament without the Old Testament. Now, Obviously, the Jewish people have Old Testament, and but they also don't have the whole story. You cannot possibly have the New Testament without the Old Testament because you wouldn't have an understanding of what in the world they're talking about with the New Testament, and Yeshua wouldn't be considered the Son of God because you wouldn't have all the prophecies and everything else that you have in the Old Testament that confirms who he says he is in the New Testament. Sorry, that was my little venting there. But um, I think it's really important for us to remember that... Either you believe that the word of God is the blessed book of, the, of, of, of God and that uh, there were imperfect men who wrote down these things, but they were inspired by God himself. And to me, it makes no sense for somebody to hold on to, it's 10% people, that, that's what it tells you to do in the, in, the, in the Bible 10% of what you make and you give it to God. Um, that was something I never really understood because it's not, it's not even that much money that you have. Like, it, it's barely anything. Um, you know, you make 200 bucks, right? How much do you have to give to God? 20 bucks, people. 20 bucks. You could go to the drive thru and get yourself a lovely meal for you and your significant other for 20 bucks. But instead, you should, I don't know, maybe give it to God because it's His, anyways. And, of course, some people are like, what are you talking about? Well, let's go to Leviticus 2730. All the tithe of the land, whether from the seed of the land or the fruit of the trees, belongs to Adonai. Now, some of you will be like, oh, well, I'm not a farmer, so that doesn't really apply to me. Okay, like, let's not go nitpicking. Let's all agree that if you believe that this is the Holy Spirit and the Holy Word of God, that you believe from Genesis to Revelations, everything it says in there is true, then you believe that God created everything. And if God created everything, that means it's all his. I don't care where you get it from. It's all his. Nothing that we have on this earth is ours. You cannot die and bring it with you. So if you live in a home that you have bought, guess what? It's still God's. Everything that you have is the Lord's. God gives you children. Guess what? Those children are the Lord's. We are simply stewards. And you can either choose to be a good steward or a bad steward with what Yeshua has given us. And I think that's something that the mindset that we tend to choose not to have, especially when it comes to our money. Um, or we we think, well, I don't want to give my money to the church because I don't know what they're doing with it. That has nothing to do with it. Are you going to be obedient to what the word of God tells you to do? Because once you've been obedient, it doesn't matter where that money goes. Because if it goes to a church and they choose not to be good stewards with that money, that's between them and God, not between you and them. And trust me, God will see that things are put right. Like it'll happen. If you read, um, and I always love this verse, probably because it's, (laughs) I know a song, um, Luke 6, 38, it says, give and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing will be given into your lap for whatever measure you measure out will be measured back to you hopefully I'm not the only one who knows this song, but it's, you know, give and it will come back to you. Press down, shaking together and running over. Give and it will come back to you. When you give, give to the Lord. And to me, that always made sense because it goes, it goes back to the whole, you reap what you sow, right? Um, If you're not sowing any seeds, how can you expect to reap? from the seeds that you have not sown, right? You got you to gotta sow seeds in order to reap the harvest. You can't reap the harvest if you've never sown anything. It's like staring at your backyard and being like, I'd really like some tomatoes, but never actually going out there and planting any seeds for tomatoes or cultivating those seeds. Nope. You just stare at your backyard and say, I'm really expecting there to be something there. Nothing's going to happen. I, I hate to tell you this, but you're going to have to actually put in some work Till the soil, get some fertilizer in there, maybe even plant your seeds inside, let them grow a little bit, let them sprout, and then plant them in the ground, depending on where you live. Um, Where I live, I actually don't have to do that. I've planted some tomatoes and they have grown without me having to do any of the cultivating on the inside. My grandfather in Massachusetts used to have lovely grow lamps and stuff in the basement and he would grow his tomato plants until they were sprouted just so and then he would plant them. But the point is, you cannot possibly expect to have a blessing from the Lord, especially when it comes to your finances, if you're not choosing to actually trust him with it. And you say, oh, well, I trust the Lord with my finances. Really? If you trusted the Lord, you'd be tithing, right? Because you're trusting the Lord that he will bless you. Because why? Because the word of God tells you that that's what he will do. If you go to Malachi 3, verses 7 through 12, it says, From the days of your ancestors, you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says Adonai Zavot. Yet you say, how should we return? Will a man rob God? For you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In the tithe and the offering. You have been cursed with the curse. Yet you keep robbing me, the whole nation. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Then there will be food in my house. Now test me in this, says Adonai Zavot. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out blessings for you until no one is without enough, I will rebuke the devouring pest for you so it will not destroy the fruit of your land, nor will your vine be barren in the field, Adonai Zavot says. All the nations will call you blessed for you will be a land of delight, says Adonai Zavot. That's pretty self-explanatory right there. If you choose to do what the word of God tells you to do, you will choose to trust him and you'll bring in the tithe, the tithe the way that God has told you to do. If you choose not to, you will be cursed. And whether that means you'll be cursed and have a terrible life, I don't know. But I do know that um, life is a whole lot easier when you tithe. I have such a piece that passes understanding when it comes to our finances. It's rather ridiculous. Because there have been times where I'm like, I have no idea where we're going to get our grocery money from. And yet the Lord always provides. Something will happen. And the Lord provides for us. And... I really hope that you are part of a community that is willing to even help you out when you need help. Um, our congregation, there have been times when we were seriously struggling where I think there was, and this was a couple of years ago, we were newly starting going to this congregation. So they didn't know us from Adam and we were really struggling. And I think I ended up having to get four new tires in my car. And I remember, um, the rabbi saying, look, I know where your heart is and I know that you guys are such great tithers and I know the Lord will bless you. And because you have blessed the Lord with your faithfulness and obedience, let us help you with paying for these tires. Now I'm not saying every congregation needs to be like that, but I'm also saying we're supposed to be a family unit. We as believers are supposed to be helping each other out when they need help. And one of those ways of doing that is by being faithful. If you're showing that you're faithful with what the Lord has given you. How much more will he give you to be faithful to? I think it goes back to the story. And I do not know exactly where it is in the Bible. I'm sorry mom. Um, there's no song about it. So it's hard for me to remember. But you know talking about the. Um, the rich man who gave his. Three different people. His servants uh, you know, 10 coins and five coins and one coin and to see what they did and you know one invested, the other one uh, did as well. and the next one, you know dug it into some dirt and saved it till the master came back. And when he came back, he rewarded the two that had invested and had actually doubled their money with more. And with the one that just buried their money, he called him a wicked and evil servant obviously, please don't quote me on all this. I'm once again, not a scholar, just throwing that out there. Um, but to me, that says a lot, like the Lord will bless you. Um, I'm not giving you like, you know, this is not a prosperity message, but it's also, this is an experience message. I'm telling you right now, if you choose to trust the Lord in your finances and tie the way that the Lord tells you to, he will bless your obedience God cares more about your obedience than your sacrifice, which I always thought was such a weird saying because a lot of times when you're being obedient, you are sacrificing. And but I think it's a perspective thing too, because to me, it's not like, oh, here you go, God. Like here's my money. Like, no, I give it joyfully. Because I'm like, you know what, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the what you've done for my life. Thank you for loving me, even though I was unlovable. Thank you for taking the sins on the cross for me so that I could be with you and live with you one day forever. And if I need to give 10% of whatever it is I make and show him that I love him and what I'm doing and do so joyfully, I don't think that that's much of a sacrifice. In fact, that's something that I get to do. Like, that's my perspective. It's like, I get to do... What my father has asked me to do, and quite frankly, if you're reading the whole Torah and all of the ru- the rules and regulations that people call it, that are impossible to to follow, tithing is not on that list. Tithing is ridiculously easy. Like, forgive me for saying this word again, but it's stupid easy, people. Like seriously, I do not understand. People who are like, oh well, you know, I'm really struggling. Okay. Do you think that maybe if you trust in the Lord with your finances instead of worrying about it and being stressed out about it and simply trusting the Lord, that things might feel and be a lot easier for you? And you could be saying, oh, Erica, it's so easy for you. No, it's not. I have to feed right now. We have seven people, counted people, seven, seven people that we are required to feed. That alone is like more than half of my husband's paycheck. And on top of that, we also have a debt that we are paying down. We're doing the whole snowball effect. If you want more information about that, go check out Dave Ramsey. And we have a mortgage, and we have electricity, and we have water. And you know, thankfully, we know we were very smart when we bought our cars. You buy it from a person instead of a dealership, so you don't have to worry about a monthly payment that's not necessary because once again, that's a debt. Um, You know, you got to start being smart with your money, like. You could be like, oh, well, I don't, you know, stop trying to, to, to hang out with the Joneses and be like the Joneses next door. They could care less what you have. Like your material items mean squat in the long run. When you die, you will not be able to take any of your possessions with you. So why in the world wouldn't you just give 10% of what you make to the Lord, who literally, if you, if you really want to think about it this way, you wouldn't be here without him. You wouldn't be breathing. We are blessed each and every day to breathe in air and breathe out air. And that is the spirit of the Lord flowing throughout us. That's his breath blowing into our nostrils that allows us to breathe in and breathe out every day. And for me, it's like a no-brainer. I still, I'm sure that there are some people, and honestly, I would love it if you would email me or message me about, your opinions on tithing and why they may or may not agree with me. But the reality is, doesn't matter what uh, your opinion is or what my opinion is. The only thing that matters is what the word of God says. And the word of God says, show me that you are obedient. And this is what I require of you because I've given you all of these things. I require you to give 10%. And you give 10% to whatever... Um, Congregation, church, whatever that you're going to. And then their responsibility, which is once it's left your hands and gone to that congregation or church, it's no longer up to you to control or or want to to go to a certain thing. Then their responsibility is to go out into the world and help others. Like I know our congregation, we give to a pregnancy center. We give um, to help the homeless um, in our area. Um, we give to the shelter to help provide for food and for clothing and things of that nature, um, you know. And then we also use it to pay for electricity. Um, we are blessed to be in a lovely Baptist church that does not require us to pay um, for rent, and we've been blessed for that. And but we do pay for their electricity, and so some of that money goes towards the electricity. It goes towards paying the rabbi who diligently watches over his flock. And I think that we lose sight of that. It's like, oh, well, you don't really need to make that much money. But like, okay, so we don't need to eat? Like, come on. Like, just like the, the Levites were provided for by all the other tribes, because part of what their offerings were, were tithes towards the Levites so that they could eat, um, so that they could be provided for. Because they were doing the Lord's work. And I think the same is true today. And I think that we really lose sight of that because we're too busy being like, well, I don't know. I don't know where that money's going. I want to know where that money... Really? Because that's not what the Word of God says. That's not trusting the Lord. He is calling you to be obedient and give because he's asked you to. And then you let the Lord take care of the rest. Because you're showing obedience. It's like when you see somebody on the side of the street and you feel the spirit nudging you and saying, hey, I want you to give them money. And a lot of times I'm like, Lord, they look like they are an alcoholic or a drunk or um, an addict of some kind. Like, I don't want to give them money so they can go buy themselves some drugs. But the Lord is like, that's not what I I asked you to do. I asked you to give them money. You don't worry about what, what you think or you perceive them to be like. You do what I have asked you to do. And you do so with a grateful heart. So I think it's really important for us to remember that as believers, that we may not uh, not see the short term of where the finances may be going, but the long term, he will bless you. I honestly cannot tell you how many times that Ben and I have been blessed beyond belief um, and in such a way that it's just, it's mind blowing. It's like, Lord, like where did this money come from? This is amazing. Like right now, quite frankly, we should be really, really struggling to the point of, I don't know if we can uh, feed all of the people that live in our home. And yet somehow we end up having enough. It's amazing. When you trust the Lord and you choose to be obedient to him, the blessings truly do overflow. So I really just want to encourage you, each and every one of you, trust in the Lord. Because you don't want to lean on your own understanding, right? Because our understanding is fickle and it's short-sighted because we're, we're looking through the world's eyes. We're not looking through the spirit-filled eyes. And with finances, that's really, really hard, especially if you are struggling. Or even if you're not, things are going great. You're like, why should I, you know, why should I tithe? Like, things are going great. Same concept. Are you being obedient or not? What's important to you? The Lord has asked us time and 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 time again in the word and in our lives to be obedient. Just as we as parents ask our children to be obedient because when we're obedient to the Lord, we're honoring him with our obedience and we're showing him how much we love him. Right? I don't know about you, but I don't feel super loved when my children are deciding to be ridiculously disobedient and could care less about what I'm saying. But when they choose to honor me and listen to what I'm saying, I'm like, they get it. They get that I want the best for them. And I think that's really what I'm trying to push here. It's like, the Lord wants the best for you. And unless you can, and I'm speaking to myself here too, if you can learn to trust him in every single aspect of your life, then and only then will you truly find peace, joy, happiness, and just fine. You'll be on a whole nother level than you are right now. You know, I there are people in my life who worry about everything. And what's shocking is, you know, 10 years ago, that was me. You can ask anyone in my life. I was worried about everything. Um, and, you know, I still worry about some things. But you know what? Worry is not um, a spirit, you know, a spirit of, of God. That's a spirit from the pit of hell right there. So we each need to turn to put our control or our wanting to control everything, especially our finances at the foot of the cross and say, Lord, this is yours. This is not working out the way I want it to. Or even if it is saying, Lord, I'm choosing to be obedient to you because that's what you have told us to do in your word. And you know, one of the pluses, this is great me doing this in this particular Avenue because I don't make money off of this. So I'm not telling you to tithe to me. (laughs) I would not be somebody you want to tithe to. Now, if you wanted to give an offering, that'd be one thing, I guess. But quite frankly, that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because that's what Yeshua has called me to do. This is not an avenue that I'm comfortable in. This is not something that I would do of my own volition. I do not actually like hearing the sound of my voice. In fact, I really struggle with listening back um, to my podcast. Um, I, I just... It's not something that appeals to me, but it's something that God's called me to do. And this is um, a platform that I'm going to use until the Lord tells me to walk away. And I hope that you've been blessed by this. And I hope that you really do take it to heart because it really, really is. If you have questions, concerns, shoot, need help or direction with where you should go with your finances, please feel free to email me if I don't know. I will definitely tell you, I don't know. And I will hopefully direct you in the correct path of where you should go. But I cannot say enough about Dave Ramsey and um, what that particular, um, it was a game changer for us. It really was. And we're trying our very best to get out of debt and to be debt free and to no longer be under the weight of this debt just hanging over us. And it's a lot more freeing to live that way. So I really hope you got something out of this. Um, I'm not really trying to browbeat you. But I'm really just trying to remind you guys. This is so important. So important. And yet for some reason this is such a struggle. Especially for believers. It's like I can't let go. I can't let go. I can't let go. What does God have to do with my money? And if you don't know. Read your Bible. Please read it more. Because it's right there. Black black and white letters. Red letters if you're reading like King James Verge Version. You know I love my Tree of Life Version. Um, and that's pretty much all I have to say about tithing and or finances. I do hope that this helped you and I pray that you all will have a blessed week. Now, as I do every single week, I will leave you with the Aaronic blessing, which you could find in numbers six, chapter six, verses 24 to 26, I believe. Um, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. B'ashem Yeshua Shashalom. In the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. I'll see you again next time. Have a blessed week, y'all. Please feel free to message me at messymessianicmama.com or you can email me at elmmm3 at protonmail.com. That's E is an echo. L is in Lemur, M is in Mike, M as in Mike, M as in Mike. The number three at protonmail.com. You can also leave me a one-minute voicemail message on Anchor.fm slash Erica Lacasse, and it should have a button right there to say leave a m- voice message. Remember to keep it short and sweet. If you have any questions, or you just want to leave a nice little comment, I would love to hear from you.